You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. A shout out to our sponsor, Printful, before we jump into today's topic. Their mission is to help you follow your passion and turn your vision into brands and products. Whether you want to create your own clothing line or get someone a personalized gift, Printful's got you covered. Just pick any of their 290 plus high quality products and start designing. They're completely white label, so your brand will always be front and center. Stay in control of your designs and customers while they take care of the logistics. All your orders are printed and shipped on demand. So when someone makes a purchase, Printful automatically receives their order, makes the product and ships it all over the world. Printful prides themselves on their high quality so their products will be reliable canvas for your expression. Build your reputation and make a lasting impression with no monthly costs and no order minimums. Start building your brand at printful.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. A while back, Liam from our customer onboarding team shot me a DM in Slack and he sent me a link to a case study that a partner wrote up about 500% increase in sales over one year. Yep, 5X increase in sales in just one year. So there's a head shop in BC, we're gonna hear all about it. They'd slowly been declining in online sales. And after launching the retail location, the brand started selling online and at peak, they were doing about 10% of total sales. But they hit a new sales low, a head shop over 420 doing a sales low. Think about that. And uh, they brought in Diffuse Digital, which is a partner of ours who just completely turned things around. So Matt is here. He's the owner of Diffuse Digital. And I asked Matt to come on because I, I genuinely wanted to know how he grew the Head Shops Online sales 5X in a year. So Matt, welcome to e-commerce marketing school. Thank you. Glad to be here. And actually, before we get into the serious stuff, I'm curious if you struck up any sort of like a trade when you were working with the, the head shop. No, 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 no trades. No trades for this. <laughs> All right, good. I, I'm just teasing. But let, let's start with, with the agency. So give us a sense, like, who are you guys and, and what kind of stuff are you doing for clients? Yeah, for sure. Well, we have a, a wide array of industries that we work with from uh, small local businesses to international e-commerce brands. And it's really anything. I have clients that are head shops, a couple limo companies. It's really all across the board, some jewelry companies for e-com. Um, and our core service offering is SEO, but we also offer email marketing, web design, social media, and graphic design. Because one thing I realized as I was working with more and more small businesses is they really did need somebody that they could rely on for all of those things. So um, even stuff that we don't handle in-house, we have partnerships with other firms to, to kind of handle those details for them. Nice. And Mary Jane's HQ, that's the client that we're going to be talking about today. Yes, they have been a client since June 2019, and they were actually our first e-commerce client. Oh, nice. I love the name, Mary Jane HQ. It is great. <laughs> yeah. And so Liam on, on my team, he uses uh, Mary Jane in a lot of our internal like Friday show and tell meetings when we talk about customers and what they're doing. Um, it's just been an, an awesome use case for Privy. But maybe you can fill us in a little bit about the brand themselves. Yeah, for sure. 
First off, I want to give a big thanks to Liam because honestly, having him as our customer success manager at Privy was one of the things that allowed us to get up to speed on Privy's features so quickly and get results, especially with it being nice. my first client, first econ client. So he kind of gave us a playbook to get started and it honestly even helped us find some of the voice for the brand with uh, some of his cheeky copy suggestions. When uh, he's hilarious too. That's great. I didn't know that. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. He was really great. So um, a little bit of history for Mary Jane's HQ. They're an online head shop and they have two physical locations in Kelowna, British Columbia. Um, the current owner, Chris Gayford, bought the shop in 2013. And both physical locations have always done well in terms of sales. And honestly, they're a pretty legendary brand locally. And unlike any head shop I've ever seen when I lived in Canada or even the past few years living in California, their main location is 6,000 square feet. And they've always had an insane selection of a thousand plus cannabis accessories. So when Chris took over from the previous owner, the first idea he had was really to, he wanted to, to kind of bring it up to date. And the first idea he had was to capitalize on that massive selection by bringing the store online. And he had it live on Shopify actually by the end of that year. So he was one of the first like 100,000 stores on Shopify. They always tell me when I call in to support um, that we're like one of the OG Shopify stores. That's um, which, amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and with that first mover advantage in the industry, they had really strong sales out of the gate. But as over the years, more and more competitors launched and the sales just kind of took on a declining trend, which is when we met. Amazing. I mean, there's a lot of agencies out there and we privy. I've had a lot of them uh, on the show. Uh, we have a lot of great partners. I think my observation on the industry is that like agencies become known for certain things, right? So some are doing new site builds. Some are like focused entirely on SEO, some for paid ads, some for retention marketing. But I, I think what what's unique about the work that I've seen you do with Mary Jane's is that you really came in and took over everything from SEO through email marketing, right? And what I like about that is that you have the perspective of the different components and how they really tie together around like what should be a cohesive goal for the brand, right? Which is to grow sales. Yeah, and that's kind of what shaped everything. I originally started out um, doing web design and SEO was my my main thing when I launched Diffuse Digital. And as I kept working with clients, I kept seeing the overarching need for somebody to look at it in a more holistic way and take in all the considerations. And it's one of those things where you, you I don't wanna oversell my expertise maybe in, in social media or as paid ads, I can do them, um, and sometimes there's a, a benefit, like you don't need to necessarily be an expert for a small business to do those things successfully. They don't need an ads agency to do that. They just need somebody who knows their brand and can run ads and knows how to do a simple retargeting ad, right? It's gonna be, gonna be best because you're familiar with the brand. So um, I started implementing things just in a more holistic way to try and help people and see where it went and it's gone really well. That's great. So I wanna walk through like, Takeover is the wrong word. That's like a hostile takeover. But like, you know, I mean, you grew sales 5x that year, right? But like, so let's talk about that. I want to make sure we, we look at that playbook. But before we do, help us understand, like, if you're new to headshot marketing, there's got to be some limitations in what you're able to do from a marketing perspective. Yeah, it's certainly challenging. So for a headshot, it's, it's deemed cannabis and tobacco related. So the biggest challenges are there's no paid advertising, which is uh, obviously a huge hindrance hindrance for hmm. e-com. And 
social media, you're restricted with the content that you're allowed to publish. We can't, for example, like we can't promote a sale or a specific product. Facebook will just take it down. Um, same with Instagram, wow. their Instagram account. Actually, we didn't manage it. Um, they were managing it themselves, but it got taken down maybe six months ago because they promoted a sale and now they don't wow. have an Instagram. So um, it, it's very prohibited. And even honestly, one of the big, big problems that we've ran into recently, well, it's not recent. We fixed it recently. We've never been able to use Shopify payments because they oh. don't allow tobacco related sales. So that creates its own set of problems within the Shopify ecosystem when we're trying to, we've always had a problem with conversion on the US, uh, uh, for US traffic because it converts back into Canadian dollars. And if you can use Shopify payments, it's a very simple, kind of like one click solution to that. Yeah. We actually had to rebuild an entire store, figure out how to sync the inventory between it and now manage all the inventory separately, have all the analytics separate. It, it's. That, that's probably our biggest challenge is not being able to use Shopify payments. But um, Okay, so let me ask you something. Why did you take this client on? You <laughs> yeah. can't do paid ads. You, you know, you, you're not on Instagram. Like, I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. I was going to say, for me, I'm, uh, my primary uh, focus is SEO. So I attract a lot of brands with these issues yeah. like vape companies, cannabis dispensaries, things like that because they have to rely on organic traffic. And then I also realized through my work with Mary Jane's building an email list, right? Once I yeah. get people there through organic search, need to capture those leads and build the list because that's really the only way that you can market to these, to your yeah. target demo consistently. Right, and uh, I think there's some limitations on even using SMS. So, so basically for Mary Jane's, your opportunities were get traffic to the site through content and SEO, build an email list and use email to drive sales. Yep, that's it. Wow. All right, so so fill us in. How'd you how'd you pull it off? All right, so um, I'll give you the condensed version because I'm pretty long winded. If anybody ever wants to check out the full details, they can go over to the website and check out the case study. And so we were hired solely for SEO at the physical locations and online stores originally. So kind of started with like a technical audit and looked for the best optimization opportunities with a thousand plus products there was a lot of optimizing of products that we could get started with. So uh, we worked through those for several months. And as I was getting familiar with the site, I noticed things like the low conversion rate and the lack of email signups and saw such a huge opportunity. So although the original objective was to increase sales by increasing traffic, when I'm looking through the analytics, they had 5,000 visitors a month. It, that's a good chunk of traffic for most stores. It was just not converting. And so I spoke to Chris and we agreed to increase the scope and focus on kind of maximizing conversion of the existing traffic. So one thing that was really obvious was if a user hit the site and didn't buy, Mary Jane's would probably never see them again. Um, right. So I looked for the best way to attack that and that's what I found privy. So we set up pop-ups to gather email addresses, just you know, basic signups, um, and then utilize the AB features for several months to kind of find the highest converting signup forms. And one thing we found uh, when we were testing was by offering a 10% off discount, um, as simple as it may be, not only maximized the signup, but the order rate also went up. And that gave a boost to the overall sales conversion. So we did that, then we also moved on. We did some advanced cart savers to target people um, with cart values over a dollar and set up an abandoned cart series. And just using those three tools, we took the signup rate on the site from 0.3% to just under 5% within six months. So it was a massive change and 
with all those layers and a few uh, UX changes, you know, we put up like a free shipping bar to count down as people were adding little things like that. We were able to, to have the conversion rate nearly double within those six months First, like the conversion of sales. So yeah, during that time, we continued working on optimizing the product pages and overall site health to you know continue the SEO and organic traffic momentum. Uh, but we also implemented regular email campaigns for things like new arrivals. We did sales emails, obviously, and also non-transactional campaigns to get out blog posts for you know tips and tricks that we we're publishing for readers, which is also you know that that was stuff that we were doing for SEO that we realized could easily just make an email and get people to the site. I love that because it it kind of reinforces the the flywheel of what you're trying to do. You're trying to drive traffic to the new content that's going out there. Email was a great way to kind of drive that traffic. It's also nice to mix up your email content and not have it be like sale, 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 but to actually like be adding value I to the customer lives. I, I do, again, have to, I feel like I'm giving a sales ad for Liam, but uh, that was also his idea. It's like, you know, you're publishing these blog posts. Why don't you get those out and stop making them so transactional all the time? I thought, you know that's what, great. Liam's great advice. So <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, and that worked really well. So that took us to, basically, that's what we were doing up until 420. We had tested some of those early, early access campaigns um, that you guys are always talking about, and they went really well. So by the time 420 came, we had the formula for success. So we did kind of like a, a nine or 10 day presale leading up to the event. And then we sent an email announcing early access uh, to the existing contacts that we have been building all year. And we kind of focused that email on the benefit of ordering in advance to get things for 420. Yeah, so that that worked really well um, and got kind of like the VIP list to start ordering. And then we also set up the gated early access form so that they could continue building the email list while also offering the sale for an extended period. Nice. So just I, I want to call something out because I think like a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, send send an email or send a text and offer early access like you're talking about that. I've talked about it on the show. Uh, it's not bullshit like that really works right especially in conditions like today where you know you have a limited amount of inventory and like if you have an a engaged user base through email or text like the goal of early access is not to drive a hundred percent of your sales it's to offer your most valuable people uh access before you run out and, and open it up to everyone else so i actually just got a text this weekend uh from a, a listener Hey, Steven, if you're listening, who grabbed that from one of our episodes and put it in. So it's awesome to see that like this stuff actually works and, and early access is a strong play to offer if you've got an engaged list. It really does. And especially with the pandemic and everything last year, we, we did this quite a few times and repeat it because especially in the glass world, like there were supply chain hangups. There were a lot of issues with us being able to get product and then us being able to ship it to people on time. So at one point we even did, I think, an early access sale. I don't know if it was last black. It was one of the sales. We opened it up for like two and a half weeks because that was our shipping time. And it wasn't a BS move. We were telling people, if you want it in time, you need to order it. Oh, it was for Christmas last year. Like you need to order it now. Like it's just amazing. So, and it, and it worked. Um, people were engaged and they know we're not, we're not just making it up. We're really just trying to make sure that they get the product in time. Nice. So 420 was a hit. It sounded like. Yes, absolutely. So the result was in that campaign, we were able to gather 800 contacts in 10 days. And for contrast, it, prior to 2019, the store generated fewer than a thousand signups a year. 
Wow. So it was a it was a big change. Chris was really happy. Yeah, it, it was a massive, massive success. So that was a great stat, but something that I wanted to share with you. Uh, the main thing that blew me away, so especially as a guy whose core service was always SEO up until this point, this was a massive success for me. We were able to increase the site traffic by 223% year over year in April 2020. But what was even more impressive and kind of changed me into the holistic, more marketer that I am today was because of the way that we implemented Privy and the email marketing campaign, sales for that same period were up over 1,200%. Uh, like April 2019 to April 2020. So although the traffic was only up just over 200%, because of the conversion and all the different plays that we were making with early access, communicating with the email list, it just drove sales to a whole whole new level. The conversion was you know through the roof. So amazing about this, Matt, is like, you did all of this with time. You invested time, right? Not cost like for Chris, the business, because because of the fact that they can't do paid ads, yep. it meant that you had to write content. You had to focus on you know adding value and educational value to your customers' lives. You had to build an email list and then you use the email list to kind of uh, distribute that content, announce early access, do some promos, like do some holiday fun stuff. And like, that was a vicious cycle that required no paid advertisements or investment other than you, Matt, and Diffuse Digital. But like that really was just your time. There were no hard costs affiliated with that. And that's why I love this story because like it's hard work and you need to be organized. But like anyone who's listening today could, if they're committed, execute on the things that you just said. Absolutely. And that, that's kind of my takeaway and why, like, I love this case study because it was my first e-commerce client. You know, I can't oversell that I was some kind of expert. I just, I was taking this on. I, I was good at SEO. So that part I had down, but I had to learn the rest of this as I was going. I had sent emails, you know, with MailChimp or like a newsletter for a local business. That's all I had done at this point. I hadn't used any kind of A-B test. That was Liam introduced me to A-B tests and I use them all the time for pretty much everything, not even just email marketing. Now I A-B test everything because I realized if you just invest the time and you test something, you're always going to have one positive outcome that's better than the other. And then you run with that and you test it against something else and you can keep improving. The growth isn't going to be instant, but if you don't mind you know, I don't want people to be intimidated and think I spend all day just sifting through data. And it's super boring. The A-B tests in Privy specifically are very easy. It'll pick a winner for you. So it's not even that you need to really sift through the data. It's something that you can do as long as you have ideas and you're willing to test those ideas and check in on them. Amazing. Well, it's super inspiring, Matt. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, for anyone who's interested, you can check out Matt at Diffuse Digital, great partner of ours, and uh, Mary Jane HQ. Give, give him a shout. Go check it out. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll find uh, a nice piece of glassware. <laughs> so thanks for coming on, Matt. Yeah, really thanks, Ben. It.